Hey there, Jen here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know that our newest Miracle Month kicks off on Monday, May 6th. The theme of this Miracle Month is becoming a master of your life. If you have not joined us yet, now is the time. It's only a four-week program, The Miracle Month, and we will be together four weeks in May. 2024 is flying by. Let's make sure that you're moving forward, taking positive steps to creating and reinventing the next version of you, and making some positive new beginnings for a brighter, happier future. Go to widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month, and you can learn more about the Master Your Life program. This is four weeks of group coaching, whether you're brand new to widowhood or you lost your spouse years ago. This program is for everybody. We will be going over important concepts for rebuilding your life after loss, like how to get motivated about life again, feeling more confidence, making meaning of your life, coping with change, finding purpose, being more resilient, breaking through fear, and building a life that you want. These are all the things that we talk about in the Miracle Month. We talk about attitude and mindset and emotional well-being. If you know you want more, you know you are ready to embrace life again, you are ready to welcome in joy and happiness into your life again, then this Miracle Month program is for you. Each week, you get a new workbook to use during our time together on our live Zoom calls. Head right now to widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month. You can find all the information there. We start Monday, May 6th, so do not wait. That's widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month. Now let's get into the show. Did you know that we have a Facebook group? Our group is Widow 180 Community, and I had the nicest compliment from one of the ladies in our Finding Purpose and Meaning After Loss group. She told me that she was a part of a couple of other Facebook groups, but that our Facebook group had a lot more positivity and a lot more helpful things that were being said and conversations going back and forth compared to some of the other ones, and it was just a really nice compliment. So if you haven't signed up yet, if you haven't joined our group, go ahead and do that. It's on Facebook, Widow 180 Community. And you guys, I have had a pretty incredible couple of weeks. I've taken some time off and we've been visiting family and having lots of quality time together, which is definitely one of my love languages. And for those of you with teenagers at home, you feel my pain. My teenager wants nothing to do with me. I get the one-word answer, and the whole day goes by, and I don't see a smile. Does that sound familiar? I'm thinking, does she still have teeth? I don't know. I get the stink face when I want to do something together. She's just a typical teenager, I know. So imagine my surprise and delight when I saw that the local library was having a journaling workshop for teens and adults. And when I mentioned it to my 13-year-old daughter, and she said yes, that she would go with me, my heart did some flips, y'all. I was so excited. Quality time with my teenage daughter. So here's what happened. We went to the library, and we were greeted by a super bubbly, awesome librarian named Caitlin. Total people person, loved her energy, and she spent the next two hours pumping up the benefits and awesome power of journaling and managed to convince my teenage daughter that journaling is the bee's knees. It was truly amazing. And I know that many of you listeners also journal. 
and using journaling as a part of your healing and coping tools, which is useful and powerful. But many of you don't. And I'm here to tell you that this is one of the simplest ways to help heal a grieving heart. Because when we write, it's the act of writing is a way to externalize your loss. It's purging the intense emotions that build up inside of us when we go through loss. It's an emotional release. So it helps to clear the emotional clutter out of our heads. And not just that, it's also a way to feel connected to our loved ones. It's like a bridge between our lives as we continue to move forward and staying tied to our loved ones as we do so. I'll tell you one other benefit of journaling, although I could go on and on about this, is that it reduces anxiety and stress. Like I said, it's an act of releasing the intensity of our emotions. And part of this journaling workshop that we went to, that Claire and I did, uh, this girl, Caitlin, was asking us some questions about journaling. And Claire said, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to write about or what I'm supposed to say. And maybe some of you have those concerns too, and you have no idea where to start when you look at a blank page sitting in front of you. So I wanted to go over with you some of the examples of what to write and what to think about when you sit down and you see that blank page staring at you. It's just some different ways to journal to cope with loss. So here's the first one. Number one, write a letter to your person. This is so obvious, I know, but when we lose our person, we stop communication with that person, sometimes abruptly, like in my case. And you might have so many unsaid things just hanging out there or stuck in your head that you never got to say to them. You wish you could have told them if you had a chance, but that was taken from you. It's unfinished business that's looming, that's left behind. And with that comes frustration because we can't tell them things that we wanted to. So try writing them a letter. You're not going to send it, of course, but it's just for you and it's for them. It helps you maintain that sense of connection to them. Is there something you need to get off your chest? Do you feel guilty about something? Do you feel regret about something? And maybe there's something you want to apologize for. You can do it that way. Do it. Write a letter to them and spill it. Spill all of it. You will feel so much better after you do. It's that emotional release and getting things off your chest. Number two is to tell them all of the things that you appreciated about them. You appreciated their adventurous spirit. So you plan to keep that going in the family. An example of this, I just did this interview with Rachel Pope. And that was episode 121, so you can go back and listen to that. And she talked about ways of honoring your loved one. And the way to honor your loved one is to live your life based on what you appreciated about that person. So if they're adventurous and you loved their adventurous spirit, you can carry that forward. Were they patient? Write to your person and tell them how much you loved and admired their patience with your kiddos and that you plan to live that fully based on what an example they were for you. Number three, tell them all that's happened in your life since they've been gone. This is the type of journal that I did. 
I started this within a few weeks after Brent died. I started to write to him to tell him about our lives, like what Claire and I were up to, the funny things that she said, just sharing those things, the things that she was learning how to do that he wasn't there for. It was painful. It was extremely painful. And yet I felt like he was reading these daily journals. Is that weird? It just felt that way to me. I don't know. Maybe it is weird. But it seriously brought me so much comfort thinking that he was reading my words. So I kept doing it. It made me feel better. I journaled and I chronicled our lives every day for over two years. And if I didn't journal at the end of the day, I felt like I wasn't keeping our communication alive. It felt that strongly to me to continue to do that and to keep talking to him that way. That connection that I had to him through journaling was seriously what got me through those months and those years of healing. Number four, tell him all the ways that they made you feel loved and supported during their life. Share some favorite memories. Bringing up those positive feelings, those positive emotions and thoughts and memories will bring them up and keep them there in your heart long after you stop writing. Number five, this final journaling exercise is one that I want to walk you through because it's so important for widows and for anyone who's gone through a loss. This journaling exercise is all about re-identifying who you are now, which is extremely difficult and it's a really hard step and it's something that we all go through, but it's trying to figure out who you are becoming and who you want to become, which in the initial phase of grief, we have no idea what that is. We have no idea. All we know, all we feel deep down to our core is that we have changed. We are changing. We are evolving. And so much of our lives revolves around our identity, right? When we go through loss, we find ourselves at a crossroads and we're on this bridge between who we were and who we want to be. Part of the Finding Purpose and Meaning After Loss program that I do, uh, we talk about the power of the phrase, I am, and what follows it. Whatever follows the words, I am, becomes truth. It becomes your reality. You're inviting into your life whatever follows the words, I am. I am strong. I am capable. However, however, if you are in the throes of grief and if saying the words, I am strong, feels so far from your reality, it's like it's too much of a leap from where you are now and what you're feeling to jump all the way to, I am strong, I am capable. There's too much of a gap right now. And your mind is not falling for that. Your brain is too smart for that. No matter how many times you say it, I am strong, I am capable. It's like there is nothing in your being that is matching the words that you're saying. So there is going to be resistance to it, right? We need to close that gap a little bit. So in this journaling exercise, we're building that bridge. We're closing that gap. So instead of writing affirmations in our journal, like, 
I am strong. I am empowered. I am capable. I am confident. We write, I am in the process of becoming strong, empowered, capable, confident. I am in the process of becoming. I am choosing to believe that I am now becoming strong, capable, confident, empowered. Big difference between those two statements. If you are on a path to healing, if you are evolving and in a season of re-identifying yourself, whatever that looks like, it is absolutely true that you are in the process of it. It is a process and you are working on it and working on yourself every day, getting better, healing and becoming this next version of you, whatever you want that to look like. So I want you to use this phrase when you sit down to journal and you're doing this by doing this, it's closing that gap. It's a closing the gap exercise and you can do this every day, right? I am in the process of becoming and then fill in your blank. Or I am choosing to believe that I am becoming and then fill in your blank. Doing this journaling exercise every day will help you get closer and closer to becoming the person you want to be. And as you do this, you will start to feel it. You will start to believe it. It will become your reality because it's become your identity. And who you identify yourself as It shapes your perspective. It shapes your attitude. It shapes the actions that you take in your life. I love this one. I really love this one because you will see a transformation. You will experience that transformation. Now, any one of these journaling exercises are going to help you. So you can go back and listen to the first few that I mentioned. They're all fantastic. Journaling is, like I said, it's one of the simplest ways to help heal a grieving heart. If you would like to start doing some journaling, we do guided journaling sessions in our membership community. That's the Widow Connection community. And we usually do these every month. Although we meet every single week, we also we do journaling exercises in there. So I would love for you to join us. Sign up at www.widow180.com forward slash membership. We would love to have you in there. That's www.widow180.com forward slash membership. Also, I wanted to tell you about one of our listeners, Candice, who was in our Widow's Holiday Club last year, and she sent me an update. You know, I have this summer escape challenge happening. Well, we have another listener who has gone above and beyond. Candice went on a trip recently to England and Scotland and Ireland, and she said it was fabulous. She says, I met new people. I even met a new friend to go cruising with this September. We really clicked, and we have a lot in common. She is also a widow. Thank you so much for your encouragement. Candice, that is amazing. I have no words except that my heart is singing. I love it. Anybody else? Anybody else have anything? If you have a summer escape challenge story for me, let me know. Don't be shy. I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. And don't forget, you can still grab our newest online course. It's Rebuilding Confidence After Loss. And we talked about this uh, in this episode about bridging the gap between who you are and who you want to be. 
between where you are now and where you want to be. And a lot of this has to do with confidence. And this course will bridge that gap. It's 10 strategies to boosting confidence and boosting self-esteem and helping you feel more capable and more empowered. It's only $24. You can get the course at www.widow180.com forward slash confidence. That's www.widow180.com forward slash confidence. Okay, that's it for me. Until next week, believe in the possibilities. Hey, if you're a widow and you're ready to become a master of your life again after losing your spouse, I want to invite you to join my Miracle Month program starting Monday, May 6th. I am so excited to be bringing this life-changing program to you and so many other widows. This is a four-week group coaching program where each week we will focus on what it takes to help you heal after loss and move forward to create a life that you truly love and deserve. If you feel stuck in grief, if you feel like there is so much more to life than the way that you feel right now, if you are ready to make some changes to become the next version of you, you know you want more. You know you want to be happy again and feel complete again and embrace life again. Then this Miracle Month is for you. I'm going to be sharing things that worked for me and things I've learned from coaching hundreds of other widows, how you can begin to take the steps to rebuild your life through interactive exercises and group discussions. It's the magic of the energy of the group and also the mechanics of the steps you need to take to start creating a life that you love and adore. It's an amazing combination of all of it. If you are ready to take the steps, make the plan, take the action steps you need to live a life of meaning and purpose to meet your full potential, then grab your spot in the Miracle Month. Now is the time. We kick off on Monday, May 6th, so get in now. Go to widow180.com forward slash miracle month. That's widow180.com forward slash miracle month.